Okay, episode number 12 of the Tar and Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, we've got a, quite a good week this week, Tom, haven't we? We do, yeah. So, we've got, we're going to recap on last week's Inverness Campus 5K, which was which I was up for. That was a cool race. And this week, we've also got an interview with Scottish and British international runner, Mary McLennan, which is, which is I think, is going to be really interesting for listeners. Oh, wow. What a week in store for the listeners. Brilliant. So then, um, I suppose we should just chat about the the big the big, uh, the big race, I suppose. How did it go then, Tom? Yes. How, was your, how was your training? So, yeah, my training's good. So last week, we'll cut, we'll get to the race, I guess. But I had a pretty standard week before a race. I had uh, some easy running. The only session I did was on Tuesday, and even that was just a week sort of half session just to to get the legs moving so so yeah friday was the inverness campus 5k um i was to cut to the chase so i i was a, a pb so i ran 16:26, which i was as a Fantastic. time yeah you, so as a time i'm on reflection i'm pleased with it i'm a little bit disappointed in the sense i went into it and you know i said on the show i thought i was going to run a maybe a 16:15, something like that but it just didn't quite come together, and um, if you look at the results, you know, without making excuses, because ultimately the time is the time. But everyone seems yeah. to be a little bit slower than than you'd expect. Um, I mean, Kenny Wilson, who won the men's race, we'll, we'll touch on the results, and we've got we catch up with Kenny. But Kenny, all the other guys, um, the women's winner, Mary McLennan, a lot of the guys around me, everyone seemed to be ten to fifteen seconds down in what they've run recently. Now I don't. I thought it was a really cool course. It's it's a 5k, obviously. It's four five laps, sorry, which are of of the circuit. And I think yeah. what it is is two of the corners, and one in particular, are quite tight. And you end up, okay. you know, when you run into a corner and you kind of lose a bit of speed, you probably take it a little bit wider. And there was a lot of people who were saying, oh, "I measured it long," which I think is bullshit. I think it's bang yeah. on 5k. But I think that some of those corners, maybe you don't quite get out of the, the course what you would hope to but um great format kudos to ross cairns inverness who's organized it it was it was a it was a lightning field it was really cool to go in to a you know the depth of the field you know, you've got kenny at the front will mckay at the front john newsom stephen mckay it was really you know bubbling at the front it was really cool yeah and, you know because it was laps there's quite a fair few spectators and and it was really cool so so yeah so pleased with the performance you know i I finished in thirteenth. Um, you know, I was pleased with the where I was in the field. You know, I was a couple of guys have coming back towards me towards the end. I was quite pleased to to be sort of mixing it with and and yeah. I think the only thing is I I would I wish I'd run a little bit quicker to be honest. But we always think that after races, don't we? Oh, we do. Yeah. I mean, to be to be honest, um, yeah, I, I looked at the results as well. I I thought they would have been a, bit, a little bit quicker by by most people. Um, so yeah, obviously the corners might have might have had an impact. Um, there was a little bit of a breeze, uh, I hear. Yeah, was there? there was a little bit of a breeze. Oh, I don't know. A little, not, not a huge amount. Not a huge amount. But this Some, is where people start splitting hairs, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you can. You, 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 there's just times there's you get races and it's just everyone. You know, it's a little bit later on in the day. Everyone's maybe a little bit tired, and it just doesn't come together as much, but. I, so. I suppose at the, the end of the day as well, it's it's all about racing other athletes as well as as well as trying to go for a quick time. And I think that definitely that that kind of race definitely had that 
fueled it and I'm sure it'll just get better and better each year hopefully if it happens next year as well so yeah absolutely and from what I understand on Friday night I think they were talking about for sure it happening again and you know one of the 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 things I heard was maybe even twice a year which would be great so 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 well done everyone who went well done for supporting it as you hit the nail on the head great racing I really enjoyed I say enjoyed it (laughs) 5k is always a struggle but it was it was good fun racing you know I was mixing with a bit of a group early on managed to pull away from them including Mary McLennan, who we'll speak to today, and then a couple of guys I was I was hoping to hunt down. So as a race, it was cool. You know, Fiona was running. She had a really good race experience and was she she had, she executed really well, moved through the field. So, so yeah, yeah she so, was cool second, race. wasn't she? She was second, yeah. So she was yeah. after the first lap. She was down on quite a few of the girls, but she worked well. Worked her way through well, and yeah, she was second. She, she's another one. So she ran a PB sixteen fifty eight, I think it was. So you know, on the face yeah. of it, great. She went under seventeen minutes, but you know, I really, I really think Fiona's in, in oh, much better than that. You know, so yeah, definitely. So I think yeah. she's As, another one. I think as well. Um, obviously, Mary McLennan was about sixteen. What was she? Sixteen forty or sixteen thirty? Yeah, sixteen thirty-six. I think she was. Yeah, just under. Yeah. 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 So you know, she's probably around about the the low sixteen. Well, she is. She's a sixteen oh nine. 5k um so her obviously for fiona to be quite close to that to marry then it's that, that bodes well for for fiona and a shorter distance yeah. and you know fiona's now getting you know ranging top results from 5k all the way to marathon now you know that's brilliant yeah it's really good i mean she was still i think she's still a wee bit down in marry you know 20 seconds back of marry but i think to she was i think it's a big result you know she obviously was in front of Anna, um annabelle simpson who's really strong Five um, kids, Scottish champion. Absolutely. So I think you know that's yeah. uh, from you know from Fiona's perspective, it's great. And to be honest, it's just great to see. We talked about it last week, but it's great. Is that your is that your ringtone, Tom? No, it's it's a Google a Google Assistant. Anyway, we, <laughs> ah, we, just keep it in. We yeah, it's yeah. Got to be in the, 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 the TRS podcast. Sorry, blame Google. Anyway, so we talked about it last week. You know, the, to see you know five or six Scottish internationals on the women's field lineup was really exciting, really cool. So, um, and the last thing I should say about the race is big shout out to Gav McLennan who filmed it on behalf of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast. Streamed well done, it, Gav. streamed it live on Facebook. So yeah, yeah, much much appreciated. I, I'm gonna say right. I, I know. I don't know if you gave him a tip for for doing it, Tom, or he just did it. I'm sure he just did it out of the. The, the generosity of his good heart. Did it um, the goodness of his heart? I'm going to say, though, if, if, <laughs> the next person say. who films needs to make sure it's at an angle. Oh, my God, about a second of each person. I didn't know he was... And there was no commentary. Yeah, no, that's the feedback. But hey, who, that, Gav, Gav, thanks so much for doing it. It's, it's, you know, I have, I've been in that position before where I'm trying to commentate in a race and I'm trying to film it and, it, and I'm just speaking gobbledygook or, or the camera I'm speaking... I'm speaking really well, and the camera's facing me, and I'm not even facing the race, so it's uh, it's an art. But no, it's, uh, it was really good to see. I got quite a lot of views as well, um, you know, <laughs> we did, for, yeah. for, for having it live as well. So uh, yeah, uh, Gav, call Gav McLennan, Gav Spielberg. Absolutely. And we can, uh, yeah, we, we can hire him for the next the next race that we we preview um, and review. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So, Good stuff. So that was cool. So that was Friday night, and then my weekend was was ten miles with Fiona on easy on Saturday. Really heavy legs after the five k. We also got back quite late. You know, a, a late race Friday night in Vanessa. By the time me, Fiona, and Ben Ward run beer got back on on Friday night about midnight, and then anyway, heavy legs sun, Saturday for a ten mile. Then Sunday I did eighteen in the heat, and you know I felt really sluggish. I was just honestly they've got you know the the king's hill loop around hazelhead i got up there on the first climb on the first i did two laps and the first lap went to the top i had to stop and take a breather it was like oh like, bloody hell honestly really oh, struggled um one of those days it's i got only a in, 5k you did i know i'm just obviously not used to, i think it, to be honest it was more the heat than anything else but um yeah really really quite a close day on on sunday so anyway 18 miles 57 miles for the week so um as of monday this week Marathon training back in there, so the mileage is coming back. We're not, all roads lead to Frankfurt. Yes, I love it. Excellent. How about you? That mate? sounds a sounds a decent week. Yeah, good, good. So yeah. but I'm looking forward to a bit of structure now. That couple, you know, it's you get some races in, it sort of disrupts you a wee bit. So I'm looking forward to some structure. So that'll be cool. Anyway, how about you? What's uh, what's Kyle Gregg been up to in the last week? Oh, the la- well, the last week um, it's been quite a good, good, decent week. Um, last week I had. Probably around about the 80 mile mark again for the week. Um, I had I had quite a, a good session on the on the Wednesday of last week. I did five times a k. Um, I I got I, I didn't actually wear my watch for the five times a k. In fact, no, I did. That's a lie. I did wear my watch, um, but I never had the pace. But I had uh, I had the distance of the kilometer marked out. Um, so I had yeah for. for for my ultra running legs, the speed's definitely coming back, so I was quite quite happy with that. I was um, I was hitting, I was almost hitting low three minute kilometers um, for the for the for the five times a k. So I was, I was quite happy with that. That's um, a two minute two minute recovery, so a generous recovery. But um, but yeah, it's it's kind of the way I want to go is to try and get that speed back and start hitting um you know, the, the sub five minute miles and, and intervals, uh, mile, mile intervals. So it's, it's going, going that way, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's taking a little bit of time though. And then on the Saturday, obviously June, you know, between the Wednesday and the, the Saturday sessions, it was just easy running. Mm-hmm. I did do some hill reps on the Friday, um, just 20 second ones, just, just a, more like a strength training session. I did about eight of them, uh, and yeah, 20 seconds of two minutes recovery. So, you know, just nice and easy, nothing forced, um, just focusing on, um, you know, striding up the hill, a good run in the economy, and just walking back down for recovery. So that, that was really good. And then on the Saturday, I did five by a mile on trails. I say trails, it was more, it's quite a runnable trail, but the, the first one one set you know point to point um one way is downhill and then back is slightly uphill so okay. it, it balances out so the the kind of times where you can't really take take the mile rep you know the mile times as uh, you know uh, oh that's a fast time for for a road you know um for like a 10k race or something so uh so yeah i was doing about what five uh it was about five thirty up and then about five minute five oh five in the down so it was quite good that's good um felt pretty it was quite warm but felt felt a little bit flat 
Um, and then on the Sunday, we went out to Loch Nagar. We went to the the Queen's the Queen's uh, holiday camp. You've been there nice. before, Royal Loch Nagar. Royal Loch Nagar, lovely place. I haven't actually run Loch Nagar though. Have you not? No, I haven't. I need to. Oh, you need you, you and Fiona need to get there. Where? Oh, it's a it's a beautiful place to um to take your wife. As you did. Lola, he, yes. Not Lola, my wife. Your wife. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If she wants to, if she wants to come along with me, that's absolutely fine. No. Um, <laughs> you've obviously clearly never, you've obviously clearly never met Fiona. Fiona is not one who's going to be running up and up and around Loch Nagar. She's a, she's a tarmac girl. Anyway, it looks like a great run. Right. I've got it in front of me now. Your route. That's a lot of climbing. It was a lot of climbing. We we're meant to do. It's like you can, you can go along the ridge um, for about eighty. Once you get to the top of Loch Nagar, you, you, you drop down slightly. And then you can run along, like it's a big loop that you, that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, typical Kyle and, and Debbie, we uh, <laughs> we took the wrong turn, or we we doubled back too much, and we ended up going back down the usual route that we take we took. And we were hoping that we would see the you know the trail that takes you up along the ridge, but it was only until we got back home when we realised, oh, that was a trail we should have took. Uh, so that was annoying, but it was a beautiful day. It was a little bit. Um, the visibility wasn't the greatest up the Loch Nagar, but the time when we when we ran down slightly, the views were beautiful, absolutely stunning. Oh, bet. You can, you can see, you know, what I, what I'd like to know is, I wonder if any of the the royal family have ran up Loch Nagar. Surely not. I, I surely the Queen has, has gone up to the top of Loch Nagar though. Surely. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Anyway. So some maybe the listeners know. Um, maybe the listeners have even saw the Queen go up. Or... Maybe the, I mean, or the Queen, if you're listening, give us a call. Yes, let us know. Uh, let us know what your let us know what your fastest time up the Loch Nagar is. That'd be <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> anyway, I'm rambling on a bit. So yeah, it was it was a really good really good day of of running on the Sunday. Um, and then, yeah, the last last couple of days, I've just I did a. A good session in London. I was away. I had a works trip yesterday in London, um, so I ended up doing a really good 5K type session on the Wednesday, and then followed that by uh, going to a boutique, uh, a, a boutique gym, um, and it was a, a running. It was a treadmill class. It was a running class in 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 the gym in the studio, um, and it was kind of just like interval sessions. And then the second. The second part of it was was strength work, um, so that was quite good. So my legs are a little bit sore today. What's it like? Is it uh, the same? Is it a boutique gym? Is that just a regular gym, just with fancy soaps and stuff, or is it actually fancy soaps, <laughs> straighteners, brill cream, right. you name it? You, you get what else? You get uh, you get you, there's a smeg fridge in the change rooms, which has cold cold towels that you can put over your face. Oh, nice. It's basically but. The, the price point is is quite high for for one session. I mean, we didn't obviously we didn't we were invited over to to this to this boutique gym just to check it out because we we're looking at uh, potentially doing something with our facility that I work at um, at ASV. Now, the the actual price for one of these classes is twenty pounds for a forty five minute class. Crazy. Wow. People pay it. It was full. That's crazy. It was, yeah, yeah, it's just all the fa- the fancy lights and uh, the, you know the, the top notch equipment. But it's it's crazy how people pay that amount of money. But that's London for you, isn't it? Yeah, 
See, I'm glad yeah. it was. I'm glad you clarified it was a work trip because your your reputation would be taking a pounding. You're supposed to be oh, a, a hardy ultra runner, not some boutique mm. gym bunny. That was, well, it was it was good to you know it was good to live like like a like a king for a day. <laughs> like um, a... <laughs> so, so there you go. It was. Um, I I made the same old mistake of walking around London with my thighs against. Achilles is a little bit sore. Um, now. I, I might you might rip me rip me to shreds for for doing doing that, but I, I I wasn't I wasn't walking for that long. I wasn't running. I didn't do anything daft. We were walking, you know, to you know walking to the underground stations and going to different gyms and boutiques, uh, studios. So I was a little bit I was a little bit uh, annoyed at myself for for getting a sore Achilles again. But I'll just have to take it nice and easy. So that that's about it. That's about it, Tom, for the for my training. Um, Good week, then. So, what, yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. So, in terms of running news, so we in terms have of running we news, we well, spoke I, about... yeah, Inverness Campus 5K. I think we should, if we just um, to close out on the results of that. So, obviously, the that was Friday night. The winner of that was Kenny Wilson, and Kenny ran. 1458. Four, yeah, 14.58, which is a wee bit down on his, his best this year, which is a PB of 1435, but still quite a convincing win. He was well clear of Will Mackay, Aberdeen AAC, who was 15.25. I think, speaking to Will afterwards, he's been on a bit of a bender following England through the World Cup, so a little bit sluggish for him. Um, <laughs> and in third place, John Newsom, 15.43, so uh, Inverness, so that's a season's best for John. And to reflect on our calls, so we called the Kenny Will where it would feature, although what we didn't, we called um, Stephen McKay to feature as well, but Stephen McKay actually DNF, so, which I'm not sure why, but so two out of three ain't bad. That's all right. So that's the men's side. On the women's side, first place was Mary McLennan, who we're going to speak to shortly, uh, and she was 16.39. Second place was Fiona, 16.54, and in third place, Annabelle Simpson, 17.04. So strong women's field, and in terms of the race, we've actually I actually spoke to Kenny Wilson uh, afterwards about his run. So here he is. Right, I'm here at the Inverness Campus 5K with men's winner Kenny Wilson. Kenny, tell us about your race and well done. Uh, cheers, Tom. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, yeah good fun, nice nice course. Um, yeah, just a little bit windy, so I think it made it difficult for everyone uh, with their times were maybe all about 20 seconds down of what so we think. What did so. you run then? So I ran 14.55, um, and yeah, just pretty much took it on from the start. We ran a 2.52 first K, and I didn't know what would be a windbreak, so uh, I pushed on quite early and uh, managed to get a gap, so it nice. was, was nice. So. And it was you then, it was Will Mackay second, was he a bit of yeah, a tussle there? Yeah, um, I just had a, a, there's a sharp corner, so you could see where your yeah. opponents were, so I was just making sure I was opening up the gap each lap and uh, just maintaining my pace. And, very good. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. That's nice good. race. Yeah, and, nice uh, race with it. So what was your? Uh, so I mean, time you were looking for a little bit quicker, I guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm in maybe 14:30 shape on okay. perfect day. Maybe having people to, people to chase. So there's definitely time there to, to improve on. Uh, okay. Just need to get in the right race to, to make it. I think happen. you really need Kyle Gregg to be chasing you down. That's what. Yeah, that's Kyle what Gregg, where were you? We're we're waiting for you. So. Very good. Well, next year, Kyle Gregg will be here for sure, as will his wife, and he'll chase you down for uh, hopefully a 14.30 then. Definitely. If I have to drag them out the house and drive them here, uh-huh. then, yeah, they definitely have to come along. Good stuff. Right, cheers, Kenny. All the best. Cheers, Tom. Nice one. As I mentioned last week, the Chapelton of 
Elsick 10K was on uh, in the weekend, and uh, good old uh, wrestlers, wrestlers fan Cameron Strachan from Metro was running. So he he duly won the racing. He he won it by a minute, two minutes was it? He did. Ahead yeah, of second, yeah, ahead of second place Phil Edgley, who's uh, I, I I I think I saw that he was wearing a a Metro Aberdeen top. So it's, I know he's a triathlete and he's recently back from. From Houston, and he's he's back in Aberdeen, so it's it's good to see him wearing the the black and gold. Um, and uh, third was our other it was a Metro one two three was Jim Toll, who is also V forty, so he would have been first veteran as well. On the women's side, we had Sarah Milne, she was first place forty three fourteen, yeah. and second place Hazel Wynas, forty five twenty seven, also Metro Aberdeen, and in third place. Was Laura Sorry, who's down as unattached. She was forty-seven, thirty-seven. So very strong, uh, strong performance from Metro Aberdeen there. Great to see. Brilliant, good stuff. Uh, and then we had the Dram, the Dram Marathon in Dundee. Um, so that was the, the there's a marathon and there's a there's a half marathon as well. Um, so we had in the marathon side with Billy Gibson from Dundee Hawk Hawk Hill Harriers in 2 hours 55. Second was Chris Earl from Dundee Roadrunners in 2.59. Third was Morgan Windrun Jedis, Dundee Roadrunners in 3.22. Um, which means that first woman, Pamela Morris, was actually third overall in 3.18. And second was Karen Watt in 3.40. And Stephanie Innes-Smith was uh, third in 3 hours 4.55. On the so, on, yeah, the, well, well on the marathon result, I think that's great to see Billy Gibson. He's a Billy's a good lad from the I've, I know Billy from the cross country circuit. He's he's uh, he's a he's a vet. He's a strong cross country runner, also a strong marathoner. He's run low two forties uh, in recent years, so it's it's cool to see Billy getting a getting a, a win. Well done on that home victory, Billy. Good to see. Yeah, well done. Uh, I believe it was a really warm day. Um, you know, especially for a marathon to. Yeah, you know, on the Run Aberdeen, not Run Aberdeen, Run ABC website, they they mentioned how hot it was. So yeah, that was uh, good to see. Mm. And in the half marathon results, we had uh, Tom Roach from Inch Trail Runners was running. He smashed the field and he was first in seventy five oh four. So that was a great great time, especially in those conditions. And I believe some of it's on the trail as well. So is that right, Tom? Do you know? I don't actually know the the half route. I don't know how it, how it runs, to be honest. No, so I'll take I do believe there's an element of trail on it. Um, so yeah, so second was Chris Hill from Cosmics Aber- uh, Hill Bashers. That's an Aberdeen club, and Stuart Robertson was third and from Perth Roadrunners. The women's side first was Aga Kufo, seventy-eight eighteen. Is that right, Tom? Seventy-eight minutes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, oh, I know. Good that's running. a fat. Wow, that's a well. That means she was second overall in the the, the racing. Speedy. Um, I've never heard of her before. Maybe it's possibly eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, regardless, it's uh, she won it. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> she won it. It's a wins a win. <laughs> Second place, Jane McNeely from Bell Houston Roadrunners, ninety minutes and forty-four, and rounding the podium off is third, Jennifer Learmoff from Dundee Hawks. Dundee Hawk Hill Harriers in 91.44. Moving on to a, more of a trail uh, away from the marathons, but moving up in distance. On the weekend, 
with good Scottish representation with Rob Sinclair winning the the Lake Sky Ultra in Cumbria in a time of 7.40.27. So really good to see Rob, who's a, an inch trail runner from the northeast, going down and cleaning up there. Um, he was over 20 minutes clear of, of second place, which was Tim Campion-Smith from Keswick AC, and I think who, who actually won it last year. So a really good result from uh, from Rob, and good to see him back in a bit of form. Obviously, he competed for deep... Um, Great bit early in the year, so it's uh, obviously he's coming back into into shape there, which is good to see. Is that a race you know yeah. much about, Kyle? Uh, I don't know a huge amount of, about it, other than uh, it, it, it's not the kind of the race for me. Um, it's it's a little bit too technical for me. I'm I'm too scared these days of getting injured or falling over. I'm my coordination in terms of rocky, gnarly um, trails isn't 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 my uh, isn't my strength. Maybe when I was younger and a little bit more daft i probably would like that kind of stuff but uh there's um i'm sure there's a few folk who who've, who've had a look at if encourage you to look at iancorliss.com look at the photographs of of the type of running and or lack of running some of it is it's you're climbing um you're climbing one of the, the pinnacles in the the, the lake the, the sky uh ultra race and it's uh it's obviously it's you're having to like climb over a big sharp rocks in in your you know basically like a cliff edge so uh yeah so a little bit technical um you know you need to have your wits about you for that kind of running um but yeah some of obviously most of it is running um so yeah that, that was it was good to see rob i think he he's he's well suited to that kind of terrain as well um so yeah well done well done to rob and yeah I think he also was 10 minutes off the record who the record was set by donny Cam- campbell from uh, he runs for Salomon. He's a Scottish guy, and um, so he wasn't too far away. That was close. So yeah, it was quite close. And other than that, uh, there was also the well, in the ladies' race, Sophie Grant from Better Running. Uh, she was first, and Kate Simpson from Hell Hill Runners was second, followed by Jenny H from uh, I can't pronounce it. It must be a Welsh running club. <laughs> Minyad Do. Go on, try. Never heard of that. <laughs> Minyad Do. <laughs> Sounds like Scottish. Sounds like I'm from Scotland. Yeah. Um, but you are. So yeah, that, that that's about it for that. Um, we also part there was part of that race series was um, oh, there was it was called the Scaffold Sky Race. Um, and this was uh, you know a real true truly international field. Some uh, also some really good local runners as well. Um, the winner was Jonathan Alban, who was um, fourth in the World Trail Running Championships. Uh, he was followed quite closely by Tom Evans. Um, well, actually, he was 13 minutes behind, but in, in just over four and a half hours uh, of, of running. So, yeah, Tom Evans also came third in the, the World Trail Running Championships. So a, a top quality um, top quality field and uh, in that race. And third place was Sebastian Batchelor, who who rounded the podium off there. So yeah, that, that that's about it for the sure. for the long stuff. Um we also so just getting shorter then, so we had, last week we touched on it a little bit last week, but we had the uh the tour of Fife last week, which was we're not gonna go into every every individual race, but the it's a it's a five night series, well five race series over five days, and the at the end of all that, the winner of the men's side was Ben Huckins, Canvas Lang in one forty six Second place, Robbie Dunlop of Dundee Roadrunners in 153.09. Uh, 
and third place was Daniel Monaghan of PH Racing in 153.39. So quite cool to see after only after five nights of racing that two and three were only separated by by 30 seconds. And I've looked, I have looked at the the individual races, and to be honest, Ben Ben is wins them all. Robbie, I think, is in second in all, maybe but one of them. And then Daniel Monaghan and a couple of other guys are are mixing it up, and it's obviously it must have gone right to the last day for those two guys to oh. to to run for the. You know that's pretty cool. On a five days of racing, hit the fifth day, knowing that you've you know you're pretty tight in terms of times. So that's that's really cool. I mean, actually, it's a type. I've been thinking this a lot over the last while. It's a type of race series would be great to see up in Aberdeen um, or the Northeast. You know, I, I've run the Tour of Fife myself. I know the Glasgow have got, is it the Southside 6? Or there's a oh, series yeah. of races yeah. down there, so maybe that's something we should look at for Aberdeen. Yeah. A um, Tour of Grampian. A Tour of Grampian, there we go. 2000, there we coming go, 2019. Yes. Stay tuned. Yeah, you can incorporate the beer, the beer mile into that as well. <laughs> the beer mile is, is one of the nights, yes. <laughs> so on the, just before, be we leave, epic. before we leave the Tour of 5 then, so women's side, uh, Sheena Logan, 5AC, 159. Well done, Sheena. Um, she's a, 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 a friend of ours. Second, Heather Anderson, Fife as well, 2.20. And third was Alison McGill, also Fife, 2.05. So a clean sweep for the Fife wives. <laughs> Fife wives. Fife wives, as they're known. <laughs> is that what they're called? I've seen, I've seen some of them with that in the back of their hoodies, which I think is excellent. So Fife wives, good on you. Fair, fair enough. I'm not, I'm not wanting uh, complaints from... Complaints getting sent to TRS there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. They call themselves that. That's okay then. Good stuff. All right. Well, um, yeah. So that that kind of rounds up the main the main events in the local and international scene. Um, for the yeah for the for the week and like as as Tom mentioned, um, he he managed to catch up with um GB International and Rising Star Mary McLennan for um an an in depth interview and into a training and all things uh, running. So um yeah, take it away, Tom. Yeah, so I spoke to to Mary this week and it's yeah, I mean, I'll, well you'll hear about Mary and the interview with Mary is someone who's who's uh, been running on the circuit for. For a while, she's a great winter. She's really come through. She's competed for Scotland over the last few years. She's competed for Great Britain at the Eurocross this winter, um, and she where she ran really well. And she ran really well at the trials in Liverpool to make that team. And you know, she's yeah, she's someone who's clearly she's clearly focused. Um, she has good goals. She trains sensibly, and it was yeah, it's a I think it's a really insightful interview. And you know, she speaks with some. Some maturity about some issues in the sport as well, which is which is great to hear. So, so yeah, I hope you enjoy it. So I'm delighted to be joined uh, today by Scottish and British international runner Mary McLennan. So hello, Mary. Hi. Hi. So thanks for coming on. Um, fans of the of athletics in Scotland will know who you are from the cross country circuit, but for you know for the more regular jogger, you're obviously a, a Scotland international, recently British international. So tell us a bit about about Mary McLennan? <laughs> um, so I'm from Inverness originally. I moved down to Edinburgh when I was 18 to go to uni. Um, yeah, I, I, stu- I studied English literature and Spanish um, there and I'm now doing a master's, a uh, research master's in Spanish literature. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm working part-time at the moment, um, teaching English 
uh, summer school and um, just kind of trying to balance studying, running and working. Um, yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. So when did you so when did you start running? Have you been running since you were since you were a kid, or you or is that something you've taken up in the recently? Yeah, I've been running since I was oh gosh, I think I must have been primary four. I think oh, it wow. was introduced to in my primary school. Um, so our school janitor um, had like a cross country club um, on a Tuesday and Thursday lunchtime, um, and I didn't do it when it started because I don't know my family were into really kind of not extreme sports but like we did a lot of hill climbing and like kayaking and mountain biking and I just kind of thought that cross country was a bit of a pansy sport (laughs) um which is obviously ridiculous I had no idea what it was I know outrageous um but like at my school it was just running around the pitch so um I don't know it's not really cross country but uh, I think one of the girls in my prime in my year said oh you think you're really sporty but you're not because you don't do cross country um so I just thought well fine then I'll do it um and I just I really liked it I don't know I think we had like an inter-school competition or something and I think I came like third and mum was like oh I didn't even know you were very good at running (laughs) and uh yeah I just fell in love with it I don't know I hope you I hope you've still keep in touch that girl and you can now tell you've competed at the European Cross I mean, no, I actually don't keep in touch with her oh, at all. I don't know what she's doing, but... I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's seen the headlines. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> fingers crossed. So you. So was that? So you obviously were in school. Did you? You're because you're Inverness Harrier originally. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still um, with Inverness Harriers. I just have them as second claim now. Okay. Um, just so I can do bigger competitions down in England. It makes it a bit easier. Um, but yeah, no. I well, I actually, I didn't join Harriers until I was in secondary school. Um, I just did school cross countries. I didn't really like. I took my running really seriously. Um, probably for a twelve-year-old. Um, <laughs> I very much lost interest when I went to secondary school. I like joined Vanessa Harriers, but I kind of. Oh, I don't know. I guess it's probably a good thing. I think I took training a bit too seriously when I was twelve. I was. I mean, I wasn't anything, but you know, I was running like four days a week, um, which is loads for somebody that age, and I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good thing. Um and I, I was always bugging dad saying I wanted to go out for extra runs but mum and dad weren't really like pushing it in any way they were like oh do highland dancing and <laughs> do gymnastics and do other things um and then I got to secondary school and I just was more interested in making friends running wasn't very cool um <laughs> so I think I I think I joined the like Wednesday after school running club and everyone was like oh that's social suicide no one's gonna be your mate now and I thought oh crap <laughs> maybe I just won't run for very much then um yeah and then I just I don't know I think I got back into it a bit when I was 16 and um yeah I just I don't know I think I I, th- I got that cross-country season I got my first Scotland vest not really sure okay what. I think I just had more drive I don't know I think maybe having a break from it made me realize how much I liked it mm-hmm so is, um, that, so is that something you've kind of the cross-country it sounds like that was something that was the main running you did then at school yeah, cross country. I mean, I didn't do any track at all. Um, I, Charlie Forbes was always trying to get me into um, track running, and I just told him I really didn't like it. <laughs> I just thought it was boring, just running around a track. Um, you are not selling the sport here. Think... You're, you're, running's boring. Cross country's not going to get you friends. It's. Uh, I'm, yeah, joke, I'm <laughs> joking. I'm uh, joking. <laughs> oh, I just. I don't know. I think I just. I. My dad was always like kind of his action man his sorry his action man his nickname was like action man in a bt van and he like was into really like extreme sports i just really wanted to be like that right and 
he didn't do much running, so I just thought, nah, that's not cool. My dad doesn't do it. Um, but yeah, I couldn't really escape it. I think I just, I, I was really drawn to running. I think I'm quite, I really like thinking a lot. I'm a massive overthinker, so I think running gives you that mental space where you can just mm-hmm. really, um, I don't know, yeah, reflect. Absolutely, yeah, it's, um, it's time on your own, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like long runs and tempos are my favourite kind of sessions and they're when you've got the most time to think. Um, and I guess, you know, sometimes you just totally switch off and you just focus on your breathing. Mm-hmm. But that's also nice. You just get some sort of headspace away from, you know, your day-to-day life. And mm-hmm. I think for me, school was a bit, mm, I guess it probably wasn't the best time. I didn't really enjoy it. And so running was kind of an escape from that. I had my, my real friends and my closest friends were always... At, at running um okay so yeah it was it was nice, that um, was nice. I, I think i was kind of drawn to it from that it was like an alternative to you know what you did every day yeah no that's that's nice and you and you so going through school then into, when you went to uni was that kind of were you one of these people right i'm at university i'm going to join the the running club or was that something that happened a bit later um when you were at uni <laughs> Yeah, no, so I was really, um, I started taking my running a lot more seriously in my in my last year of school, um, just because I had more time. I wasn't doing very well, um, but I don't know, various personal reasons, I just, my running wasn't really, like, going very well, I think I was just too stressed. So when I came to uni, it was, um, like, a really good opportunity for me to take my life into my own hands, and so um, I made sure that I had a group to kind of go into and I really landed on my feet with running um so I joined John Lee's group and um I remember John saying to me oh you know we'll give it like a three-week trial period that's what I do with all my athletes and I remember thinking well I'll show you I don't need a trial period I'm here I'm committed um and yeah I mean I think it was like this my second day in Edinburgh I went down for my first session and probably not the best idea in hindsight I was quite tired from all the moving but um yeah, I just, I really wanted to, I think I always felt like I had potential in running. I, I felt like I had the right mental attitude. It just didn't really blossom until a couple of years later. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, it certainly has blossomed. I mean, you look at the, the form you're now. I mean, so, I mean, obviously, Edinburgh Uni, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but 10 years ago now, I was a hairy, actually. And, uh, oh, I, wow. And so it's always nice just to, to see the see how well they're doing and this last year or two I mean Edinburgh University women's team you've become a we've said this before a real powerhouse of of Scottish running I mean being in that environment now and running for you I mean how many years have been you've been there and how how is that running and training in such a a strong group of of girls and being sort of really at the forefront of that oh I mean it's amazing it's really empowering I think the girls are inspirational, especially, you know, looking back and comparing how I was when I was their age, they're a lot more driven, a lot more focused, and they just know what they want with running, um, which is, you know, you can't, you never, you can't turn down to a setting and not be on your A game, um, even if, you know, it's a day where you're feeling slightly tired, you know that you've got some stiff competition in training, so mm-hmm. there's just no switch off time, which is really good, because it challenges you, um, and I think we motivate each other. Um, we're all quite, you know, different ages and, um, you know, we all do different events. So whilst Steph and I are the same age, you know, she's much more of a track athlete. So okay. it's there's not as much direct competition as you might think. And I think it's just, it, you know, it, it fosters a really positive and training environment. 
um and it you know success breeds success so you know the more sort of high-end girls are joining our group it just keeps coming um which is amazing to see it is amazing so do you, do you train together as a group or i mean how many because obviously yourself steph you mentioned anna mcfadden she's she's the animal is that right Yes, we've got Anna McFadden, Naomi Lang, Louise Walker's a youngster sort of coming up through the ranks. And then, you know, there's there's so many other girls that, um, you know, kind of beef out the group. There's Gillian Black as well. She's also mm-hmm. had GB International Best. And Laura Stark's really good over the hills. And, yeah, I mean, there's just there's endless names, really. I think the group is sort of a younger group. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple of guys as well who join in training, and they're always good to kind of... Um, sort of they help me and Steph out more I guess Mm -hmm. um on the front end of things which is great um and I sometimes um for training my um partner James also kind of mucks in so like for example last night he had um 10 by 800 um of two minutes and I had like a tempo beforehand and then I um kind of did two sets of his so mm-hmm. I just do, I missed out a rep basically so I did okay. two sets of four and my my kind of recovery between sets was his just missing a rep um mm-hmm. so he's too fast for me to do the whole 10 but <laughs> it works quite well if I'm just hanging on the back <laughs> that's uh no very good and were you are you doing your sessions were you down on the meadows or is that uh are you are you running on the track or are you what what sort of where are you training in Edinburgh um, so during the winter, we train down on um, these rugby pitches at a secondary school, which can be a bit miserable when there's no light. Um, so we normally train with head torches um, <laughs> just on these pitches. Yeah, it's pretty grim, but it makes you stronger. Um, and then during, just now during the summer, obviously the Meadowbank's closed. So we're training at Sockton, and then at the weekends we train at Meadowmill, okay, which yeah. is um, just a bit further outside Edinburgh, but it's hard, it's impossible to get to in, on an evening night. So um <laughs> We find it soft and it's pretty busy because obviously they've closed the track, so mm-hmm. kind of all the traffic has gone to just the one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. It's there's like a great buzz around every Tuesday night. It's like a there's a lot of people down on the track, so. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, well, especially with a, with a group like that, and yeah, as you say, quite a success breeds success. So what what about so yeah. why do I mean talk us through a typical training week then? How does that look? And you know how does that evolve through the season for you? Um. So yeah, it's pretty. I guess kind of at the base of it it's very similar um I do a session on a Tuesday um and a Saturday they're like my main sessions and then Thursday is normally a sort of tempo um and then in between it's mainly recovery runs so um and a long run on a Sunday so I think it's kind of just classic like what everyone else does um I normally do a morning run so like Monday would be a morning run and I do weights um in the gym with the uni um i'm on the performance program so that's amazing because we get um access to the gym and a weights coach um steve who's great um always there on hand to you know correct you and put you back in your box Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then on a monday it's kind of on the evening it kind of depends um sometimes it's a steady or a recovery run and sometimes john like throws in some fartlek efforts um it just kind of depends whether i've raced or Okay. kind of the phase of training um i do a morning run on a tuesday as well which is really good to shake out if i've done some kind of some efforts or something on a monday um and then yeah tuesday evenings normally um a grass session or track session mm-hmm. um in the summer volume within a session comes down and we kind of sometimes do some speed which i hate i can't 
Uh-huh. I can't stand it. Um, <laughs> I was having a chat the other night with Jenny Tan, or Jenny Selman now, yeah. um, and she was saying, oh, my favourite kind of session is those lactic sessions that just make you want to be sick, you know, <laughs> when you can feel the vomit in the back of your throat. I thought, yeah, no, that's not me. <laughs> I just love a long burner, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of, like, necks. It's kind of just slow. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, classics winter session is, like, 20 by 400 off a minute. Um, nice. That's just kind of, yeah, your bread and butter, totaling 8K every Tuesday. I remember in the winter, I just couldn't stand it. I'd be, like, dreading, like, John, what have got tonight? 20 by 400? Yeah, oh, classic, okay. That's, an, that's, an um, Emil, that's a classic. That's an Emil Zatopek session, 20 by 400. That's a... That, that's yeah, quite, oh, yeah. it's horrendous. <laughs> like, <laughs> especially, you know, so in the winter, the rugby pitches that we train on, it's, like, slightly downhill with the wind on the like on one direction so we just do 400 meters in a straight line we just go up and down the pitch Ah, okay yeah um and then on the way back it's into the wind and uphill oh. and it's just horrendous it's oh it's a killer it's, especially <laughs> um, the winter we, mind you no wonder you got you girls are good at cross country at the moment if you're doing that those sort of sessions and in, in the winter that we've had at the moment that's uh that's good going yeah yeah so no i definitely believe that we've got we've all gotten so much stronger from those sessions um you know, sometimes you just want to cry at the prospect of running in the dark, but it's definitely all, definitely making us stronger. Um, yeah, no, so then a Wednesday would just be a recovery run. It uh, really depends on, like, the week, but it could be anywhere between, like, 60 to 90 minutes. Um, so, like, today, for example, was about 75. Okay. Um, but, like, John will kind of leave that up to my discretion. So he said to me today, like, 10 to 12 miles, and I did, like, 10 and a half. So it just... it it totally depends I kind of and I don't even really know like today I didn't know what I was going to do I, I was kind of like well I might do 12 it'll kind of depend how I feel and I after 10 miles I was just to be honest I was kind of a bit bored <laughs> <laughs> I thought well I should do 10 and a half <laughs> um, nice. yeah and then I normally do a morning run on a Thursday as well and I do my second gym session okay. um, and then in the evening is a tempo run with the group which Oh, that's amazing. Tempo runs, there's always a massive buzz. Um, we don't, John doesn't come down to those sessions, so we just do them around the meadows in Edinburgh. So it's con- concrete, which is not always ideal. Sometimes if somebody's got a niggle or something or they're feeling a bit tight, they'll go to Holyrood High, which is where we do the winter grass sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, yeah, normally a tempo run, it really depends. Again, like sometimes it's a split tempo, so we do like 20 minutes and then 10 minutes. Sometimes it's, 30 minutes straight through or then you know i one time i had like had a 50 minute tempo i did that at inverness actually around buck park um <laughs> horrendous but i also loved it uh-huh. <laughs> um i just love longer sessions i know that i'm definitely going to move up to the marathon whenever someone gives me something like that i just end up loving it so nice um yeah and then friday's a rest day religiously always take a rest day on a friday interesting um yeah i just i don't know it's like nice i look forward to it then during it i do always feel a bit tetchy mm-hmm. i don't know i think you just you're so used to running every day um but it's really good to take a rest day um but i think that's quite and then I, mean, that, I think that's quite that's sorry? quite uh i think that's a you know something a lot of people don't do and run you run into injuries i mean that's uh that's quite uh that's very interesting that you do that and quite quite impressive that you maintain that you know that is the rest day religiously we that's what i do you know that's impressive that's good yeah i mean if anything it's actually probably something that is kind of new um i 
I used to be really bad at taking rest days. Like, I would be like, oh, Friday, rest day, yeah, so I'll probably just go for a swim or, like, do an easy run, <laughs> um, which is not a rest day at all. And I think that basically when I was coming back from my – I was in uh, – well, I mean, we can talk about that later, but I basically had an injury that took me out for about a year. And um, I – yeah, coming back from that, I just – I maintained a rest day on a Friday because I just – it's just so much more sensible and you can still get the volume in mm-hmm. six days a week. And I think that runners are really guilty of thinking of – you know, Monday to Sunday is your week, and then you start on a new slate. But you kind mm-hmm. of forget that you know, you actually, it doesn't really matter the order of the days. And a Sunday is, it could be a Tuesday. You know, you've done a long run. Mm-hmm. You could have anywhere between thirteen to sixteen miles in your legs. You've got to take that into account on a Monday. Absolutely. Um, and if you've gone straight through and run on Friday, then that's a lot of miles in your legs. Um, it can really affect your sessions as well. So. Mm-hmm. Not sensible. And I guess that sets you up well for the weekend then, for your Saturday-Sunday running. Yeah, so it kind of, yeah, again, it depends on the week. Sometimes you feel rubbish on the Saturday after having a rest day because your legs are all stiff. But I think on a Friday, it's really important that whilst you're resting, don't totally neglect running and remember that tomorrow you've got a big session. So mm-hmm. do some stretching or something. Don't run, but like I always do some stretching or some rolling. And if I forget, then I always feel it the next day. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I just feel horrendous. You're warming up and you're thinking, "Oh God, I'm never gonna be able to do this session." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So no, on Saturday it really depends. Again, it's you know, um, in the winter we normally do some sort of like tempo and hill work. Um, so the longest hill rep we've ever done is like repetitions of five minutes, and they're absolute killers. Oof. Hate them. Horrible. Wow. Hate hill reps. I don't enjoy them in any way. Um, but you'd only do like three by five minutes. You know, you would do much fewer reps. Um, and then, you know, during the summer, again, it totally varies. We'll probably be on the track and doing some sort of, I don't know, for me at the moment, I'm aiming for 5K, so it'd be some sort of 5K session. Right. Um, and then Sunday long run. Um, I guess that's probably the run, the day that is least specific for John. He doesn't really um, set any goals necessarily for your long run so for me it's completely run to feel and um, okay. sometimes i'll end up averaging like anywhere between 7:30 to like eight minute mile pace but i often feel that if i've gone slower on my long run i end up feeling really sluggish so i might try and i guess you naturally progress in a run anyway as your muscles warm up yeah um so yeah i just completely run to feel on a sunday run i don't really look at my watch i obviously wear it so that afterwards i can look at it but mm-hmm. i don't look at it it's just i i have my roots i know how long they are and i just kind of run yeah and i normally like to run with people so i can just have a chat mm-hmm. um yeah very good well that sounds like quite a quite a well-structured week um and as, yeah. you know the just to go back on the point the, the you know you talked about two things firstly the gym work and secondly strength and uh sorry the rest day which is which is interesting you mentioned you've been you were injured in the past so so what when was that and what you know what was the injury um, so when I was living in Spain, which was 2015, I moved out just for the year. I was on my year abroad. Um, I changed coach, obviously, because I was out in Spain. Um, but then I changed coach again whilst I was out there. And when I changed coach, I'm not sure if it was just because the intensity increased or if I was working more on the track. The coach was really into doing drill work, which is not something that I'd ever done before. Um, so we do quite a lot of hurdle drills and, like, walking drills and like quite a lot of circuits like every day you had to come down to the track and spend quite a lot of time there 
and I'm not really sure what the cause of it was, but I basically I developed shin splints and um, really wrongly just completely ignored them um, and neglected the injury. I didn't really take it seriously. I think because it's weird having a pain in your shin. You and with shin splints, when they start, they might hurt for the first thirty seconds of your run and then they disappear. Okay. But basically, if you ignore them, gradually they'll just not go away. Um, and I was in the best shape I'd ever been in. For me, like that year I spent in Spain, kind of was like my first mini breakthrough year. I PB'd and everything, and I was running really well. Um, and I kind of just wanted to ignore the injury because I knew I was in good shape and I knew I was going to run good times over the track. So I, I just, and until this year, the PBs I ran there were my PBs. Um, so I just didn't really want to acknowledge it. I think I was in denial. Um, okay. And I came back from Spain and still had the intention of competing in Scottish champs. Um, but I was limping in every run. And just, I, when I look back on how I behaved and how I reacted to that injury, it's, just, it's ludicrous. It's absolutely insane. And I've seen people in my position since then. And I've just, you know, I've had to sit them down and just say, you know, I sound like a grandma, but <laughs> stop what you're doing because I've learned from experience and it's just not worth it. Shin splints aren't going to go away unless you just rest and treat them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I had to take a long time out and um, had a really frustrating season where I still tried to race sometimes and I wasn't fixed I was cross training and going to the gym a lot but it just didn't you know you're not going to be able to do the same kind of quality training and no like not a single week went to plan um I think for me I got back to running in like May last year okay um and at that point I sat down with John who was quite frustrated with me because of the way that I'd kind of treated my injury and reacted to it and he just asked me straight up what I wanted from running um and I just told him that I wanted to get a GB vest and that'd be the dream and he just said right no messing about anymore that's what we're doing and so we just we just did that that's what we aimed for so I just put back I put together two winters basically I just didn't do really any track that year I did a couple of 3k's in August um by yeah I just completely focused on cross country um and it was really nice to have that aim like I would say to John oh, I want to do this race and he'd be like yeah but Liverpool's coming up Liverpool's this many days away um yeah so he he was massive help in that um and like so was James um just keeping me focused basically um so yeah strength and conditioning I think is like massively important in preventing injuries for me now because I always do um, just rehab work and like any physio exercises that I've been given um, as well as just keeping strong and I think the w- reason I was able to come back as quickly as I did was because I was still putting in the work in the gym throughout the entire time that I was injured. That's really interesting so you're now doing two gym gym twice a week and a rest day and um, you know obviously yeah. you're taking that injury seriously and um, and yeah, that must have been difficult coming back. But what we can say is, what a comeback! I mean, what a, you know, talking about the winter, it's been a. I mean, you you mentioned the goal of a GB vest. The spoiler for listeners is you got it. Um, what a what a what a brilliant winter. So, Liverpool was the was the trials. Um, is that right? That was in November, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was on the like. 28th or 29th of November, so, yeah. So trials for the GB Eurocross team. Um, so how how did that go, yeah. Liverpool? 
Um, yeah, it was a bit of a dream come true, to be honest. It was a crazy day. Um, I was so incredibly nervous. Um, but at the same time, I just felt sort of very calm within myself. I remember being on the start line and it just, I was like, I know what I'm going for. I need to be top four. And like, that's it. There's literally no going back. Um, I don't think I've ever been as focused throughout a race, even since then. Um, I don't know. I just, I felt so determined and I just literally battled through that mud until, until I reached the finish line. Um, and I was actually coming up through the home straight and I didn't, uh, Rebecca Murray was in front of me and I thought that she was still an under 23 and that they'd just gotten confused because she didn't have an under 23 number on her back and I thought they've made a mistake she's definitely under 23 I haven't made the team oh, and no. I crossed the line and I was like I've given it everything and I felt like crying um, and I spoke to Mark Pollard afterwards and he's like oh my congrats for making the team like automatic <laughs> qualifier and I was like what are you talking about I was fifth and he's like, no, you weren't, you were fourth. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I wasn't. And then when he told me, I just burst into tears. I think he thought, so I thought, oh, God, get away from me. You're coming back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was just like, I just burst into tears. I was so happy. I just couldn't really believe it. And I kept saying, oh, it's too good to be true. I'd be like, they won't pick me. They won't pick me. Uh, why would they pick me? Who am I? Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was insane. Um, I couldn't really believe it. And then to top things off um james actually proposed to me that day oh really <laughs> oh so fantastic yeah 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 it unbelievable was just, oh, it was like a nuts day i just couldn't couldn't really believe any of it was happening i tell you what i bet he was glad you got picked <laughs> that would have been a... yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if he'd have done it if i hadn't got picked <laughs> okay very good like he'd have just backed that plan up <laughs> and i think it's um liverpool that was an incredibly muddy day as well that co- that uh, course, remember? Yeah, we- I mean, yeah, not gonna lie, mud is where I'm best at. Like, okay, uh, I, the number of races I've been in the car on the way, and I'm thinking, if it could just rain a bit more, be a <laughs> bit more windy, that would be right up my street. <laughs> um, I, I just, I lo- like challenging conditions. I don't think that it's, and I've said this before, I don't think that I'm better in those conditions. I think that I, it just doesn't slow me down quite as much. Um, as everyone else I don't know I think I just I love it I I just love running in the mud yeah I I think the challenging cross-country courses from the north just set me up for life really Mm, interesting that's uh that's interesting but I mean so that's you got the selection and then the race was in December is that right the European Um, cross yeah yeah it was in December in Samarin is Um, is that Slovakia it was a bit of a whirlwind experience yeah it's in Slovakia yeah um it was absolutely baltic oh my god it was so cold um oh yeah i know i thought oh yeah i'm scottish i'll be fine <laughs> it's so cold um and i just couldn't believe it like some of the girls were like oh yeah i'm racing pants and i was thinking i just want all the extra material like yeah give me a pair of shorts <laughs> um you had a good run though yeah, you were, no, you I, were mean, was... I mean looking at the you were what, ninth is that right yeah yeah i was ninth amazing yeah, it was unreal. Um, yeah, I don't know. The race set off so fast. Um, one of the other girls from the team was dead last going around the first corner. It wow. just went off at a ridiculous pace. Um, but I kind of knew that that was going to happen. And it was such a flat course that it wasn't really, um, it didn't really play to my strengths at all. There were a couple of obstacles, which I don't know, with my strong history in the two steeplechase races I did, definitely <laughs> played to my uh, strengths. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I just, it was so quick. I just, um, 
don't know, maybe it was a cold. <laughs> um, I also fell in the first lap, which uh, oh dear. I think was, I think I got kind of a, an adrenaline shot. Um, I don't know what I fell on because the course wasn't undulating or difficult in any way. I just fell over air. Um, I just remember hitting the ground and just, it was like a press up. I just shot back up and like kicked on. I just, I, I can't describe the feeling of like, elation i was like oh my god i can't have a bad run i can't have a bad <laughs> run i'm just gonna go hard now um and yeah it was i don't even really remember the race i just remember finishing um and i was annoyed because they changed the rules that year and um in any other year it was top four to count and this year like it was top three and i kind of uh. knew i was never going to be a top three counter because we had such a strong team but I was like, well, any other year, I'd have counted, so I'll take that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, fourth home, that fourth Brett home in top ten. Anyway, that's an, that's an incredible performance. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going into the race, I spoke to John and I said, you know, I've made the team, but I don't want to just have a rubbish run. Like, I wanted to make aims for that race too. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what we'd said. We'd said, I said, I know, you know, it's going to be hard, and this is an ambitious aim, but I wanted to finish top ten, and I wanted to be the fourth counter. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I wanted to make sure that I was focused for that race as well. And I didn't, my main concern was that I didn't get overwhelmed with the kind of atmosphere and like the level of competition. I just didn't want to get overexcited and kind of overcook it. I wanted to try and keep really level headed. And I think I managed that. So absolutely. I think, well, I think with a run like that, you've definitely proven that you, you know, you, you, you deserve to be there and you're, you're at the level to compete. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. So you've continued that then into 2018, and you are, you know, sticking with cross country, national cross country champion. I mean, that must have been a was that some was that was that something on you talked about the GB vest being a goal, you know, something that you were targeting. Was the I mean that was national cross was that something that was on your radar as well, or did that come through as a result of the good form through the winter? Um. So basically, after um. After Christmas, I had another meeting with John, and I just, it was quite difficult to kind of come off of that cloud nine and just stay level headed and think, well, I've not changed. I've had a good race, but that doesn't really change anything. Um, I've now just got to sort of refocus and set some more aims for the cross country season. So, yeah, I said that I wanted to win nationals, um, kind of going into it. I, I knew that that was something that I was, I, I was really keen to do. Um, and yeah I just I don't know I, I just went there on the day kind of like again with that same drive like wanting to win um and it worked out for me <laughs> so um yeah it was just again it was like I don't know kind of all the aims I had just kept um happening so it was it was unreal it was an unreal season it sounds, well I mean it's certainly like happening because you're putting in the hard work which is I think the the more I'm taking away from this and they're very well deserved so what about the what about the future then? And what you what what's um what's next for Maya McLean? I mean, obviously you've had some, you know, I've just what brushed clearly over all the the other success this year. You know, big performance at five k. I mean, what you're on sixteen oh nine something like that over five thousand meters. I mean, you're obviously yeah running yeah well yeah. So running well and running well on the track. I mean, what was the plan for the rest of the year, for the summer and through into the winter? Um, oh, I guess it's a bit unclear at the moment. Um tracks kind of something that I'm still really learning with um 
as I said, I've never been naturally a track runner. I wasn't drawn to it, and I, I really want to like it. I really want to learn um, with track. I think it's really, I, I like the thing, the thing I really like with track is that you can see such a clear progression, um, you know, year on year. If you're PBing, then it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. with cross country, you know, you, you could, I mean, theoretically, you know, you could win nationals every year, but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily improving. Um it's, mm-hmm. it's just a number um whereas with track it's like a, a sort of very you can't really hide from it it's like naked running i guess you know um so yeah for me i think just keep everything the same don't change anything and um i really like to run under 16 minutes this track season nice. and i'd like to break 33 for 10k nice. um so i've got another opportunity to do that at the end of the season so um yeah, it just means that I can be more competitive on a European stage um, and that maybe next year um, I can get to some bigger races um, over the track season in 2019. That's exciting. Um, yeah, and then just looking into the cross-country season, just trying to be competitive on a senior level. It'll be my first year at senior. Um, so, I don't know, just kind of, yeah, going into it, being competitive and believing that I can be up there with those top girls um, and having confidence in my ability, I guess. Um, don't really have any specific aims at the moment. Just, yeah, it's just, just it's it's all an unknown at the moment. Continue yeah. the progression. Quite right. So you're gonna you're you say you're doing a masters. You're about to start your masters in Edinburgh, or you or is that something you've you're coming to the end of? Um. So I'm I actually chose to do it part time. Um. Just so that I could um work as well. Um. I wasn't. I was really keen to keep studying, but I didn't want to. Um. I also want, I, I was kind of in two minds about studying and getting into the working world. So I kind of just got the best of both worlds at the moment. Um, so it's two years. So I'm just going into okay, my second cool. year now. Okay, that's cool. So you'll be, so continue to be based in Edinburgh. That's good. And you're going to have your, it sounds like you've got quite a good setup there, actually. By the sounds of it. Yeah, I've got an amazing setup here in Edinburgh. Yeah, it's really good. Cool. So what about, so what have I not covered? So strength and conditioning, what are you doing in the gym? That's what I think something a lot of people will be interested In fact, we've had loads of, questions about you know what are what are people doing in the gym you know what you know top guys um and girls running i mean what what do you do in the gym and in these sessions you're doing um so I, I i'm a bit of a gym convert now i used to like not really believe in it um but um yeah so we normally start with just like warm-up and stretches and stuff and then we'll do some activations normally with like a theraband we'll do some sort of monster band walks. I don't know. I think lots of people have different names for these. Crab walk, maybe. Yeah. Um, All hilarious to, to watch. Activate. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll do some, um, like, single leg squats, just kind of, like, body weight um, to warm up the muscles. Um, and then just recently we've introduced some plyo. So at the moment, then we'll, from the warm-up, we'll go into doing um, some hurdle jumps. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm not very good at that <laughs> I feel quite terrified by the hurdles. They really started off with really mini ones, and now I want a slightly higher, but still plastic. <laughs> uh, haven't gotten onto the real hurdles yet. Um, and then um, do some just like uh, we like jump off of two feet onto like, single leg, and um, that's got to be quite explosive. Um, and then we move on to like actual weights. So um, on a Tuesday and a Thursday, this changes. So on a Tuesday, we do um, just normal back squats. Um, and then on a Thursday we do um, hex bar deadlifts so they're not straight up deadlifts it's a hex bar so you're like standing inside kind of a hexagon um, and okay. it's like 
apart from that normal bar it's just because um it's a lot easier to maintain like a, like a proper posture i guess and i'm not that strong so i'm not <laughs> apparently according to the weights coach i'm not ready for actual deadlift right. um I'm, he calls us the skinnies because we're just <laughs> like we always we always go in with the swimmers and they're sitting there punching weights and they're so strong they're doing like pull-ups with weights on them and i'm just like oh man oh give God. a break <laughs> um yeah so we, we do that um normally just do like uh, three sets of five or something basically a body weight not much more than that um so like i'm like anywhere between 50 and 55 so we kind of stay within that region um sometimes i'll go up to 60 if i'm feeling really brave but it's normally if i've miscounted and i can't add up the weight <laughs> um yeah so and then we'll normally do like a sort of core circuit at the end um it's very basic really but it's just good to kind of keep the muscles conditioned and do some extra strength work especially during the winter and the winter we don't do the plyo and it's more about like um kind of more single leg work um slower movements kind of just making sure that you're really stable okay Okay, so quite a, it's quite a structured uh, session, certainly. That's um. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I mean, we we get that through. The, so it's myself, Steph, and Anna at the moment. Okay. Um, I know that they're expanding next um, this coming track season. Uh, sorry, this coming academic year. Um, to have sort of a more of a kind of formally structured like a- athletics group. So okay. there'll be like all like jumpers and throwers and like um pack runners as well as cross-country runners in with us so that we have more of a kind of yeah more of a structure to our group really instead of it just being the three of us on our tods being kind of <laughs> being, being, red, uh, being ridiculed by the swimmers by the swimmers <laughs> and the archers yeah <laughs> very good and what about and what about diet what i mean obviously you're obviously a performance athlete so i imagine it's very good but you're also a student so I mean, uh, talk us through your diet. Is there anything, anything specific in there or um, any any treats you throw in? Or is it pretty, uh, um, pretty lean? I mean, in terms of treats, I think when I was, yeah, I don't know, when I was growing up, my mum never, ever, ever let us have any sweets or, like, you know, gummy sweets and stuff. So I don't even really like them. And I really don't like crisps. Like, I just don't like them. Um, so in terms of treats, I just... I'm also, I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't eat dairy, so I just love a bit of dark chocolate, really. Oh, nice. I mean, that's the best thing I can get. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I, yeah, so I normally have, like, two breakfasts, um, just because, I, I don't know, I eat quite a lot, especially in the winter, it's really hard to get enough food in you. You're doing mm. so many miles, I normally do anywhere between, like, 70 to, kind of, 85, and when you're doing that many miles, just you're just hungry all the time. Absolutely. Um, Yes, but I don't know. I guess um, I try and make it into a routine. So every morning I probably have like two bits of toast, peanut butter and some yogurt in the morning. And then that's probably at like, what, half seven? And then at like half ten, I'll have like a bowl of porridge. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have like quite a big lunch. So I, I think when I lived in Spain, it's very different. The way that they eat, they'll have like a big kind of main meal at lunchtime and I guess like we've kind of tried to adopt that into our diet here so I have like a massive bowl of carbs and protein or whatever like you know just anything that's got like a lot of like rice or pasta or potatoes Mm -hmm. and and then some like some sort of meat or egg or something 
um, and from bed. Um, but yeah, my, probably my biggest meal is definitely at lunchtime. Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it just gives you a little bit more energy and your energy doesn't dip so many times. And if I'm training twice in a day, it's good to kind of be fueled for your next session. My biggest session is always in the evening just because the majority of our group are students or they work. So people can't train in the morning. Right. Um, yeah, and then I'll probably have a snack before training. So that's probably like more toast. <laughs> um, or, yeah, yeah, more toast with peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Um, <laughs> I eat a lot of that. Um, and then I'll just have like, in the, in the evening, I'll normally, after training, I'll have a recovery shake. Um, just because it's, I'm not very good at eating straight after running. I feel quite like sicky um, if I try and eat too much. So I'll normally have a recovery shake and then wait and wait for like half an hour or something and then eat a meal. Um, but it's just so that I'm making sure that my body's getting in like the nutrients to recover yeah. um, within that kind of 20, 30 minute window before, because I just couldn't eat that quickly after running otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know, I, I don't really, I, I, apart from, like, I can't eat, um, like, normal milk, but I I kind of, recently, in the last kind of year, it's been really good, because, like, Tesco have kind of got more lactose-free milk in, which is preferable for me, because before I used to drink soy milk, but that's not really got any, like, nut- nutritional value at all, mm-hmm. um, like, it's got not got any protein in it, or, like, the natural proteins that occur in milk, so for me that's been a blessing oh, okay. really because <laughs> um, it means that I can eat like a normal person and like make sure that my body's getting like proper nutrients instead of you know like kudos to vegans but I don't know how they do it yeah I do not know how they do that I've got no uh, that's yeah that's a that's a that's a whole different discussion I don't know how you see ultra run, vegan ultra runners and all this I've I mean I've no idea how you can feel yourself to run that sort of mileage on a vegan diet that's... yeah no idea it's mad like i'm not a fan of tofu like i feel like you have to eat a lot of that <laughs> yeah amen so uh, so yeah quite so pretty a pretty um a pretty sensible it's a pretty sensible diet so that's all good um that's all you know the strength and conditioning the diet it's all good advice i mean what what other is there anything you know you and your your position now as a someone who's really come through you're obviously training with a lot of younger younger athletes you know i was going to ask what your advice is to you know these sort of uh, promising athletes but you've already you know you've uh, ending it ending it also beyond the advice you've already given you've already mentioned about you know looking after your body at that age and whatnot um well i think it's just really important to enjoy it like as you know as long as you're enjoying it and you actually really like running and you've got friends in running i think that's the most important thing um i don't know i think if you just stick at it like you just never know when you're going to have your breakthrough. Um, I think, yeah, most important for me, the absolute, the, the, you know, the utmost important thing is to enjoy it and to to love what you do. Um, mm-hmm. I think to make sure that your body is healthy, particular, particularly for young girls. I know that like massive, like kind of hot topic at the moment is like menstrual cycles and uh, making sure that you know that's happening and i think for like it can't be emphasized enough john is um massive on that he like make sure that we're all really healthy mm-hmm. and that we do get our menstrual cycles and all of our training is planned around that um and i think it's it's just a massive flag if red flag if you're not if that's not happening um, and i think for younger female athletes it's so important to make sure that your body's being fueled properly so that you can train and recover and if I think if you're not going through your menstrual cycle, then that's kind of a sign to just step back and make sure that 
your body recovers mm-hmm. in, before you continue running. Um, I know that, like, I, I think in the past, the perception, and why it wasn't properly understood, um, and I think it was almost like, oh, if that's happening to you, then it means that you're training really well, but it's just wrong. It is just a complete kind of misconception. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, just enjoyment and making sure that your body's healthy, really. That's important. No, I'm really glad, I think that's a really important point you raised. I'm glad you made it. It's, and it's great to hear that, you know, the, you know, successful and leading girls like yourself are, are pushing that, promoting that to the younger girls. You've got John clearly is uh, is, is, is prioritising, you know, athletes' health, which is which is great. And obviously he's such a respected coach anyway. Um, yeah, cool. yeah, so, yeah. So what is, so just, I guess, to, a couple of things to round up. Lastly, so you touched on earlier, you you you, you may have a desire in the future to step up in distance is that something that's on your on your long-term plan you obviously enjoy the long tempos are we likely to see Mary McLennan clocking a half marathon or a marathon in the next five five years or so oh yeah definitely in the next five years 100 percent um I think um I was so tempted when I saw Scottish Athletics um put that post up about um the Commonwealth half marathon oh yes um God, yeah, I mean, the temptation was was high, uh, but I think it's not the right time for me, and I really want to give cross-country a proper um, run-up this year, have, coming off track season, so I think the sensible thing would be to just step back from that temptation and uh, kind of remember that it's a long journey, and it's not, you know, you don't want overnight success, and th- there is no such thing as overnight success. So, yeah, 100% I would love to dip my toes in, potentially next spring, um, cool. Coming off of cross country season, you've got a lot of um, miles on your legs. You've got a lot of strength, and I don't think that I would necessarily need to change my training just to try one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be moving up for probably another, you know, three years or so. Um, I don't have a specific timeline. I think I'll just move up when the time's right. But yeah, hundred percent in the next five years, I'll, def- I'll definitely be doing that. Cool, that is good to hear. And and well, you touched on the Commonwealth half. Hopefully, it's a success and it becomes something that does come you know part of the the sort of uh the race cycle and we'll see it in a we'll see it again in two or four years time when you're yeah when you're, definitely you're i think it's a really second. exciting opportunity i think that i mean oh if i, if I was a few years older i would 100 percent be going for it i think it sounds amazing and um i think it's really a good thing that it's happened like happening i think a lot of people think oh well if you've done a half marathon of course you're going to do a marathon but i think what a lot of people forget is that you know it is double the distance yes. um it's like a 5k and a 10k or it's like a 1500 and a 3k it's very different you know um just because you've done a half marathon and you're good at that doesn't mean to say that you'll be able to do a marathon yeah you know i I think it's it's important to include that distance as well just to finish up um we're gonna run we've what we've been doing with a lot of we've had um both luke trainer and andy butcher have gone through this so you're gonna have to go through this again so we run these fartlek questions we're we're gonna rattle off a few questions to you um Quick as you can answers. So, are you ready? Uh, yeah, I think so. Part one or cross country? Uh, cross country. Race it or pace it? Pace it. Road or trails? Trails. Easy run or cross train? Easy run. Sneakers or trainers? Trainers. Solo run or group session? Group session. Morning glory or evening shuffle? Evening shuffle. Favourite race? Oh, um, Highgate, 10k. Nice. Favourite running shoe? Oh, um, oh, Nike Pegasus. Nice. Running hero? 
Sorry? Running... My running hero. Oh, man. Uh, oh, probably Paul Radcliffe. I just... Nice. Yeah, I mean, I know, th- I know there's a lot of con- controversy about her, but when I was doing my hires, I read her autobiography, and I just, I, I just thought, God, she's awesome. She's like three A's and her A levels, absolutely smashing running, um, and it's just, yeah, achieved a lot. Like, I mean, yeah, I can't deny that there's kind of a lot of controversy around her, but I just, yeah, I think, uh, I think pre- she's done some really awesome stuff. You're, so. pre- you're preaching to the choir. I don't co- think I'm alone in that. Either. You're not. You're preaching to the choir. I think she's an absolute legend. Good, good answer. Yeah. Miles or kilometres? Miles. Inverness Harriers or Edinburgh Harries? Oh, Inverness Harriers. It's got to be. Music or podcast? Mm, music. Guilty pleasure? Oh, probably just cheesy pop music. You know, throwbacks <laughs> from like 2000s. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Love Island for a minute. Crikey. Oh God, no! <laughs> right, um, very good. So the last thing is we um, we've been what started off as a bit of a laugh, which seems to be becoming a, a regular thing, is we've been asking we've been getting, asking about a beer mile. So you're familiar with the beer mile concept, I guess? Yeah, yeah, I've watched a couple of them. They so look what? Interesting. Do, so if you were to run a beer mile, what do you think you could run a beer mile in? Oh God. Like so, a rubbish time. I absolutely cannot down stuff and I hate beer. <laughs> um, I think that that's a bit that would slow me down, not the running. So, um, well, yeah. Oh, like seven minutes? I don't know. Something really awfully slow. Okay, okay. We'll put it in a set. That's, that's, I, think we've got, I think we've had uh, butcher low sixes and we've had a couple of... Uh, so seven, that's a, I think that's a pretty sensible time. We'll see. We're actually going to run one in, in, uh, in Aberdeen in the summer. So uh, we're going to... We'll, we'll get a lot of uh, pun, sort of Joe Publics running it, and we'll see how how those sort of times sort of stack up. But uh, God, well, main... maybe I should adjust my answer. Apparently, James is saying seven minutes is quite quick. Thinking, oh, <laughs> Don't worry, we're not maybe gonna... nine minutes then. <laughs> we're not going to demand you come up and run it to prove it. We'll just uh, we'll put an asterisk against that. Great, <laughs> very good. Well, Mary, thank you very much for for spending um, spending the time with us. Really great insight, and I think there's going to be a lot of people really interested in, in what you're. In, you know, in what, what you've been saying. So good luck for the rest of the season. I hope the, the track and oh, it goes well. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see you around. Excellent. Yeah, thanks very much. And uh, yeah, thanks for calling. This is great. That was brilliant, Tom. And Mary, Mary, thank you very much for coming on the show. Really, really good to hear, um, you know, how, her, her training and, uh, you know, also some really good advice as well, and um, and, and and opening up some some topical issues as well, which is really really good uh, to hear as well. So, thank you very much for that, Mary. Really insightful. Uh, so yeah, moving on to um, the next kind of element, uh, we were going to mention on the show last week about the recent change in the Great Aberdeen Run, um, which myself and Tom are doing. Uh, so. Yeah, just just to kind of bring bring the that kind of topic the the race back up. Um, we both did it last year, didn't we, Tom? We did, yeah. Yeah, and you were what? What you place were you again? Uh, I can't remember the place. Yeah. I was seventy six. I think I was just some just a wee bit under seventy seven minutes. So, um, yeah, you were what were you? You were third, thirty third, and I was maybe seventh or something like that. I think you're about six or seven. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I think I I firstly I really enjoyed it. I think it was really cool running on the closed roads of Aberdeen and I'm looking forward to doing it again as a course you know we can we can talk through the course a little bit and the changes but I think it's it's a challenging course you're not you know if you're someone who's racing regularly you're probably not going to run a PB on it 
but it's it's a course that I think it rewards people who pace it because you've got the first half you're running along the prom it's nice and flat bridge of dawn's not too bad you, you sort of weave around the university which is really nice but the second half you know you come back up into town and if you've got that's where you really want to keep some in your legs for that second half um you know that's that really was is my kind of thoughts for this year well how, how, about you, how did you find it i uh probably well i mean i i went off quite hard Um i think it was just under 60 minutes for the first 5k and Oosh. uh which was for me at the time um you know i wasn't it was obviously just before i was getting married so my training wasn't up to scratch uh robbie simpson was was racing um so i tried to hold on to him for as long as i could and by the time I got to about 6k, 7k mark, my legs just, oh, they were just feeling the lactate, the burn. Um, and I really, really struggled for the, the second half of the race because um, the second half's more, there's more uphill than, than the first half. The first half is quite flat and fast. So very, very similar to you, Tom, you know, if you can pace the, the half marathon course really well, then you can, you, you can certainly finish really strong and, and, um, pip a lot of people up at the at the end of the race um in terms of the actual you know the the, the kind of course itself it it's certainly it it can be a personal it can be a pv course um it's an you know i'd class it as an undulating course rather than just a dead flat course um because yeah yeah I, I, some people i know my 10k for example is, is isn't on a dead flat course it's on an undulating course um which which suits me and it certainly will suit some runners as well. So the the actual new the course itself slight changed slightly. Um, you know it, it starts off at the it starts off in Union Street. Um, and it goes along the promenade, and then past Aberdeen Townhouse and towards um, yeah, then from the four k God where am I? I'm getting that mixed up with the ten k. Right, let's start start with the half marathon. Um, so yeah, the first the half marathon follows the same 10k route for the first few miles, uh, and it continues along the Esplanade towards the River Don. Um, after crossing the Bridge of Don, it will complete a short out and back section on Ellen Road, uh, and then you turn towards the bigger Balgany. But this is a change. This is the main change of the route. It's the route then heads through a new section in Seaton Park, uh, and continues through Old Aberdeen and the University of Aberdeen. So that's that's the main change. Um, so that'll be quite nice. That's got a little bit of a wee, it's got a bit of a hill, a bit of a kick to it as well. Um, but uh, yeah, quite really, really quite a scenic course to be honest. Um, really good that it's using the whole of the city, the, the city centre to rather than just an element of of the of of the city. So yeah. So that's yeah. So it's really good. That that's about it for the for the course. Um, what was your favorite? Uh, what, was your, what was your favorite part of the course last year? The, my favorite part was the first five k, as I, as I mentioned, Tom, because <laughs> uh, it felt it felt easy. I say it felt easy. It didn't really. You're I just supposed to be a hill behind. runner. I know. I shall. That's a flat part of the course. I I know, but I just died. You know, I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough uh, energy left. I'm trying to keep up with uh, come Commonwealth bronze medalist uh, for the first few k. That was a that was a that was a silly silly idea. That wasn't it. Oh, well, yeah. if, you don't, if you don't try, it's uh, well for me. I think I really enjoyed the. You know when you come up, there's a set. You sort of it's a 18k. So you come up past the 
His Majesty's Theatre, and it's not, it's literally half a mile from the finish as the birds fly, but you've still obviously got to go all the way up, uh, up to Carden Place, turn and come down. But you come round there, and there was, after running through parts of the city which were a bit quieter, so you come back into the city centre, big crowds, you know, you, when you're, you when you're a club runner, there's a lot of your club mates who run the 10k, or friends who are up, and family are up, or stood in the sides, and we had family up that weekend, and they were at the side. It was really, really cool to run through that, and people shouting your name. It felt like an absolute rock star, you know. Coming yes, there. it was. It was brilliant. And I got a real, um, I got a real boost at that point, and it, which carried me up that. So I'm really looking forward to that section of the course again. Coming back through town, I think that'll be, um, that'll be good. And actually, looking at the course, I didn't until you'd said that. I knew there was changes, but until I actually looked at the map and you discussed it, I see we actually loop through the Hillhead Student Village now. That'll be different. That's yeah, that's, I've never done that before. So I might, we might, have, maybe we should do a wee, a wee recce sometime. A little, a little recce would be a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Well, let's like a date. Let's make that a date, Tom. Let's make that. That's fine. Let's do that. We'll maybe put up a bit of video footage on the on the TRS Facebook account. And one yeah. other thing about the race, obviously, you mentioned um, Commonwealth uh, bronze medalist and friend of the show, Robbie Simpson. He's running. He won it last year. Robbie's running again this year. I understand. So maybe we'll hopefully get Robbie on the show beforehand a bit of hype up of the event and hear what he's what he's planning for it that sounds a great idea he's um I, I, robbie's all, all, uh, he's agreed to come up come on um i wouldn't just say for the great aberdeen run christ we need to interview him about his bronze medal well of course i mean you know yeah. there's what well we also got zermatt marathon he's obviously got oh, sierra zanel as well coming up yeah he's ripping it he's ripping it up just now ripping yeah. the streets and the trails up just now so Absolutely. yeah we'll, uh, we'll we'll get we'll get robbie on uh as soon as we can really when i, I think yeah. we're gonna phone we're gonna phone him rather than um see him in person but i think we'll try and catch up with him live in real time uh face to face rather than just just over the over the phone or the internet or whatever so uh yeah that, that'll hopefully hopefully happen in the next few episodes and and uh yeah be quite good quite a good, a good insight as well and his training as well so it should be good so last um, thing, just before we leave the great Aberdeen run i should say that entries are still open to the race so uh if you're keen get involved obviously we've got um a couple of our listeners andrew thompson and Corey and Jack. Corey and Jack are running yeah. on behalf of TRS, so yeah. uh, at the ten k and a half. So yeah, entry still open. A month to train, loads of time to get training. So sign up, and we'll see you there. Brilliant. Okay, well that's uh, about it. We've got a few races coming up as well. Um, we ha- we got an email from who was it? Who emailed us? It was Kev Harper, wasn't it? It was indeed. Um, Kev. He wanted to give us uh, give a shout out to the. God, what's it called? It's called the. Let me make sure. Let me. I'm going to read this. The Clat. The Clat Vintage Tractor Rally. Jeez. Okay. Well, this is a is a 5.5 mile cross country race. Yeah. So it's on. So to be actually, I think Kev is spot on. You and your love of the your big shout outs to recent races such as the Heart of the Park. This has got you written all over it. Clat Vintage Tractor Rally. I would love to be there, but unfortunately I'm doing that that race in Davos, so I would have loved to have uh, ran along Clat. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's a, I bet it's a dirty race. So it's uh, well the tractors and so I, do you know what's the format? Is it just round the round the show or is it so r- it, r- round the 
you know what it is? I'm actually not. I'm actually not sure. Um, is it tractors versus runners, or? You know, there's. I cannot find any record of this online. So, <laughs> listeners, you'll have to take our word for it that if you if you go to if you go to Clat on Sunday the 29th of July, hey, make sure you when you make sure you've got a watch what you type. That's all I'm gonna say. So you're actually. I mean, you're, it's what a family day out because it's it's you know there's. Not only you've got vintage vehicles all over the place, thrashing, a thrashing mill, sawmill demons, Highland dancing, and you know there's even a sack race and egg and spoon race. So there is this this clat track vintage tractor rally has got everything going for it. So the race, the actual running race, the five and a half mile um, cross country race, is at eleven o'clock on Sunday, the 29th of July. Um, the the contacts, I've got. I can't see any email. I assume it's a pay on the day when you're there. So um, yeah, if you if you struggle to get any information, feel free to get in touch with the show, and we can we can always point you in the right direction. Some of the guys we know, but certainly Sunday, July 29th, Clat Vintage Tractor Rally. So that sounds it sounds pretty cool actually, and it's um, I think what is really good is that there's a the the prize for the the, the first home um, the overall it's a winner. Tractor. Uh, well, actually, yeah, a tractor. It's it's even better than a tractor actually. It's the the Ben Abrams Commemorative Shield, which is um, given on behalf of um, ben Abrams, a cosmic hillbash who, who sadly um, died a couple of years ago. So really nice gesture for there for that to be um, to be organised. I, I think it's uh, an event that's supported by cosmic hillbashers. So if you're around, get involved and let us know how you get on. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty good. I think it's actually quite close close to um, to where I stay. Quite, it's not that far. So um, yeah, it would be good to if anyone that does end up going, let us know and get get take some pictures and um yeah we can hopefully promote this promote the race uh, via via the TRS podcast so that'd be Absolutely. that'd be awesome um so yeah in terms of other upcoming races have you got anything coming up this weekend Tom this Any weekend races, I've or? got no races coming up this weekend I'm I'm gonna as I say I'm back in marathon mode so I'm I'm gonna try and get a a couple of good runs in on the weekend. Um, either a session, so tonight's Thursday, so either either Friday or Saturday I'll get a session in, and then long run Sunday, and then I'm joining up. So 20 miles is the is the target, and then on actually Sunday afternoon with the the tour Tour de France is is obviously hot at the moment. So there's a few of us who are going to jump on the bike Sunday afternoon and ride out to Bankery to go and watch watch the one of the stages on Sunday afternoon on in the in the pub. So that'll be cool. Oh, that sounds decent. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. How about you? What's what's what have you got planned this weekend? Well, I'm going to York. Um, Debbie's got the Castle Howard Triathlon, so that's the equivalent of an Ironman distance. Oh, um, good. Half Ironman distance. I was correct. I've just been corrected. Um, so that's uh, that's on the Sunday, and on the Saturday there's actually a a local half marathon. I'm gonna I'm going to do it's near near York. Um, oh, cool! It's called uh, oh, it's, I don't know what's I can't remember the name of it. It's um, Pass. It's 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 a local one in Yorkshire anyway. Uh, so I'll do that on the Saturday, and I'll be cheerleading on the Sunday, being the support crew, making sure uh, she's she's ready to go, giving her the giving her the um, the mental, you know, the, the positive mental attitude. Um, so yeah, should be quite good, and and then we head back to, back on the Sunday night, back to work on the Monday. So it's going to be a bit of a, a, bit of a whirlwind weekend. Yeah, we're driving them all cool. the way there. But I was saying a couple of weeks ago that 
our car went on fire. So we're having to hire a car. Um, the car is it's a Suzuki Soledo. Now, if you Google what that that car, it's one of the smallest cars in the world, um, <laughs> and we're going to have to fit a bike a bike in the back of it. So that's going to be interesting. So we're going to get that tomorrow, and I'll I'll have to figure a way of of, of getting all, myself, Debbie, and the bike to York on on in the weekend. So wow, that is yeah. a small car, so, mate. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a really small <laughs> car. <laughs> I was maybe maybe, maybe you can get Debbie a folding bike for this one. A folding bike. When oh, when I was I was in London and on the underground, there's there's heaps of folding bikes. Um, people people just drive, you know, they cycle along to their workplace or wherever they're going, and then they'll they'll take the underground um, to to some of the the harder to reach places, so to speak. Um, Debbie so. is an absolute machine on the bike at the moment, so I'm sure that even with a, a wee folding bike, nothing can stop her. Well, hopefully, yeah, yeah, it'll be. She, she's doing, she's doing training really well just now. Um, is, yeah. Obviously, getting it's not not a it's not an A race this one. Um, it's it's probably a B race, but uh, it's a good training. It's quite a good training session for her. She's doing Challenge Almere, which is in Amsterdam in a couple of months, uh, which is going to be an Ironman distance equivalent. So that's that's a big race, and that'll be our first Ironman or. Full distance triathlon race as a pro, so that would be good. Cool. Um, so that she's she's spending a lot of hours uh, cycling just now and swimming in lakes and locks and pools and running, running and after long cycles, it's yeah, it's a lot of a lot of work, a lot of training um, to, to do that. So pretty good. Um, so and, you, that, and what about you for this half then? Come on, you you always put me on the spot. What are you shooting for at this half marathon? Well, th- this half's a trail half marathon, so I don't know how fast it is. Um, I was looking at the last year's results. I think the winner was about 75, 76 minutes or so. Um, but it just so depends who turns up, really. So the win, so the first, so let's you, so the win is on the is your uh, that's a realistic target then for sure. I hope so. Yeah, um, it's difficult to know who again. Depends who turns up, but uh, I, I don't want to be racing too hard because I've got that race in Davos a week Saturday, and that's going to be an 80k, 88 kilometer run, um, and that's going to be up and up and down the the mountains. Um, so I'll be hopefully trying to not go balls balls out. Um, I'll try and maybe do about 90%, 95% effort. Um, but again, if somebody fast turns up, then I'm, I might have to put exactly. put throttle on. So, uh, as, one of, yeah. as, one of, as one of the Australian uh, commentators in the Tour de France says, he's got the bit between his teeth and he likes the taste. That'll be you <laughs> when you get this. That'll be you when you're on the when you get that chase on. You'll be or being oh. chased. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. Well, just make sure that Fiona's not doing any half marathons down in New York. <laughs> Um, yeah, or you, so to speak. Rubbish. But, yeah. Anyway, so that that's about it. Um, there's a couple of races. Lo- isn't really a huge amount of local races I can see. Obviously, you've got your park runs. Um, there's uh, a couple of hill races actually. There's the Tom and Tyrell Highland Games. So that's the Tom and Bat Hill race. So that's uh, in uh, Tom and Tyrell. Um, so yeah, that's that's quite a good hill race. It's about four miles long. Uh, so it's quite short. Um, there's a Dalbiti Dash half marathon on the Sunday, and also on the Sunday locally to to where we are is the Fockerbers um, Spay Runners Gene Car Race, which is a a kind of trail race as well. It's about five miles or so. 
Um, so other than that, I don't think there's anything other anything else big coming up. Oh, there's also there's one other race I was going to mention. It's the Snowden International. The Snowden Mountain Race is on this weekend. Um, so good luck to the to the Scottish runners who are who are racing. Indeed, everyone who's racing. Um, we have uh, James Espy from Deeside. He's running, and Alistair Anthony, who's from Oakle Hill Runners. Uh, he's also in the Scottish team. Murray Strain, who was eighth in the World Mountain Running Championships a couple of weeks ago, um, the long distance event. And who else is on the men's side? Robert Simpson from Shettleston. And for the women, round off the women is Stephanie Proven from D Side Runners, Jill Stephen from Hunters Bog Trotters, and Miranda Grant, who's also from uh, HBT. So yeah, good luck to the Scottish. The Scottish guys and gals in, in the weekend. Uh, hopefully, you can beat the English. And uh, I'm sure we'll let you all know how we get on next week. Absolutely. So, good luck to them. Good luck to Kyle this weekend. If you've got, as always, if you've got any you anything you want to get in touch with us, please do. You can get us on tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com, on Facebook, at tartanrunningshorts, or on Twitter, at tartanshorts. So on that, we'll wish you a good week and see you next week. See you all next week, listeners. Thank you very much.